This podcast has been prepared exclusively for institutional, wholesale, professional clients, and qualified investors only, as defined by local laws and regulations. Please read other important information, which can be found on the link at the end of the podcast episode. Good afternoon. This is Michael Sambalist with the late March Eye on the Market podcast. Obviously, a lot of things have happened since I last recorded a podcast. Uh, I think the best use of time uh, on this one is to share with you some of the materials that we've put online and and what are the most important things to look at. So any of our clients uh, will have access to an online portal. uh, And even if you're not a client, you have access to it. An online portal that has all of the materials we've published so far, and we update all of the mortality and infection charts that we have in there um, every day or so. Uh, uh, so everything in there is is refreshed, and as well as any of the latest market economic or uh, virus-related research that co- that's come out. I just want to touch on a few things that I think are interesting to look at. Um, the first thing is we have a chart that looks at infection rates by by region, and the differences here are pretty dramatic, uh, just in terms of of not just China outside Hubei, but uh, Japan and the rest of developed Asia having such a dramatically slower rate of infection per per million people uh, than Europe or or the United States. And I think it's important to look at um, at some of the tools that are being used in developed Asia. And, and let me just give you a couple of examples of this. Contact tracing has become an important concept. In other words, not just quarantining and isolating people that are infected, but also tracing their contacts and making sure those people isolate as well and don't infect anybody else. And it's critically important for a disease that apparently makes you infectious to others before the symptoms show up, which was not the case with SARS. So just listen to this. Listen to some of the tools that South Korea uh, is using to conduct contact tracing. Uh, they check your medical, uh, a record of your use of medical facilities and pharmacies and for what reason. Uh, they use global positioning tracking of your movements by, by your cell phone. They look at your credit card transaction logs to figure out where you went and who you were in contact with. And they even look at closed circuit television records to see where people were going, were they wearing any masks, and were they coughing. Now, <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people in the United States, including some people listening to this podcast, being violently uncomfortable with, with that kind of government surveillance. But uh, if you are going to ask me what accounts for the dramatic difference between the infection rates and AIDS in the United States, that's it. Um, and remember, South Korea has gotten control of this in, infection and so far, uh, even without having to impose a broad society-wide lockdown and a quarantine. And so I, I think that... Uh, this whole episode is going to raise some important and interesting debates about um, what what the state can do uh, in a pandemic and what the state does well and what the state doesn't do well and, and, and what are the issues around privacy that may need to be rethought in light of these kinds of pandemics. The other charts that in here are, are, are important to look at, there's a lot of debates about this whole question of temperature, latitude, and humidity. Uh, Academic papers are flying fast and furious uh, around uh, uh, where people are debating this. Uh, We're going to get involved in the debate to the extent that we're tracking the data. And uh, so far, um, uh, 
some of those geographic and temperature and humidity considerations seem to be holding. Uh, around 92% of all the infections are taking place within a latitude band in the Northern Hemisphere where 55% of the people of the world's population live. So there does to be, seem to be something to this, um, and we have a bunch of charts in here that track this, and, and it'll be important for us to understand as we go forward. Third important topic, and I think I've got four or five I want to discuss, and then I'll let you go. Third important topic is to look at the um, early tests from chloroquine and some of the other drugs that seem in the tests and cell cultures and with very small non-randomized live trials to, to be effective. Um, again, some of these things work differently outside the lab than in the lab, and you need to do trials with, with large numbers of people, and there have to be control groups, and you know anybody that understands this epidemiological science knows that. But so far, chloroquine and, and remdesivir and some of these other drugs look like they might help. Uh, it's important to understand what you're getting with an antiviral. Antivirals are different than vaccines, of course. Antivirals can help reduce the mortality rate for people that have the infection. They can slow the rate of infection in hospital settings. They can reduce the infection rate of family members who might be exposed to it and, and will certainly reduce the severity of the disease, which require hospitalization. So a lot of good things can come of it. They, antivirals generally don't help you with whatever community transmission is taking place. Uh, you need vaccines for that. But so far, and we have a couple of charts in here, there, there does seem to be some promising news on antivirals. And I think the hard question will be, in four weeks, if the trajectory of new infections is slowing sharply, which one would expect that it would, and if this antiviral medication seems to be effective in terms of reducing mortality risk, uh, will, will the government uh, relax the quarantines? Um, and then on this question of relaxing quarantines and the risk of a second wave, maybe the most important charts that we have in all of our compilation are the ones that look at China. And so China has meaningfully, not totally, of course, but they have meaningfully relaxed the quarantine and lockdown provisions uh, that have taken place and, um, and have not yet experienced a second wave. Uh, maybe it wouldn't happen right now. Maybe it would happen in the fall. Maybe it would happen over the summer. We just don't know. But what is interesting is, is look at, if, if you look at our chart on steel demand, railway, coal consumption, home sales, subway riders, subway riders were 10% of normal levels in, in, in February, in the middle of February after Chinese New Year. They're now at 50% of normal levels. That's a big jump. And for that kind of public transportation density to be taking place, and for China not to be showing any reported surge in infections, I think is important. So um, that's something that we're watching pretty closely. And the last topic for today is a chart on what's priced in to equity markets. Um, we have a chart in here that shows what might be priced in. Now, this is not exact science. There's something called the dividend futures market. It's not super liquid. It's got some issues with it, but you can use it as a way of extrapolating what the market's pricing in uh, as a general sense in terms of, of earnings growth over the next few years. And we, we have some iterations here where we look at different payout ratios. And uh, 
you know, one, one of the more bearish ones shows no recovery in earnings to the prior peak that we had last year by the end of the decade. And even the more optimistic one, it, it's, the earnings don't reach the prior peak until 2028. So to me, that's basically that's the kind of trajectory of earnings that you get in a depression, like the Great Depression. And so what the markets are really saying right now is, are we going to have another Great Depression or not? You know, the, the market, what's the, the, it seems to be a de Great Depression level of earnings recovery being priced in. And so in the eye of the market that I sent out the other day, uh, we looked at John Stuart Mill and the history of, of calamity and, and what are the kinds of things that take many years to recover and what are the kind of things that recover more quickly. And the history of markets recovering way more quickly than the crisis manifestation indicators in terms of defaults and, and bankruptcies and bank failures. Um, I, that's really where long-term investors need to be looking right now, which is uh, at what point are markets pricing in outcomes uh, that are worse than the actual historical recovery rates outside the Great Depression. And I personally don't believe that with, with what the Federal Reserve showed that it can do in 2008 in terms of providing credit facilities to, to, to the banking system and to large businesses, and with, with, in terms of what the government might be able to do in terms of uh, providing credit and, and facilities indirectly to small business. And, and we'll see how effective that is. McConnell's got something cooking, and... There's, a, there's no shortage of people at the American Enterprise Institute and Brookings. And, you know, for anybody who said there's not a lot of intellectual capital in, in the administration, I'm not going to argue that with you. If that's what you believe, I'm certainly not going to argue that with you. But there's plenty of intellectual capital floating around outside the administration that's providing ideas. And so, um, you know, at some point, some of those things will be effective. And, and a lot of those tools didn't exist during the Great Depression. And even more importantly, and this was the main point of the eye on the market, We've had a sea change in the effectiveness uh, of, of the medical industry in terms of using artificial intelligence and big data to find solutions. And so to me, I'm almost less interested in the fiscal and monetary solutions because to a pandemic, the most important solutions are medical, right? When, when is it safe for people to have mass gatherings and transportation and go back to work again? And so it's the medical solution. And I, to, to believe that a year from now, that we won't be, uh, have both a suite of antiviral and vaccine medications on the horizon, I think is to bet against the history uh, that we've seen from the global medical community over the last uh, 20 years. And so that's why we spend so much time in our webcasts and in our online materials talking through individual solutions and what are the live trials showing us and things like that. Because you need a medical solution to a medical pandemic, and you need financial solutions to financial financial type pandemic. So that's uh, that's uh, enough for this week or month or whatever. And um, I will share more thoughts with you soon. We've started tweeting one chart a day uh, on Twitter. This is something new for us. Uh, so each every day or so, we're going to tweet one of, one of the new charts from our online materials. You can take a look and follow me under my own name uh, on Twitter. And uh, I look forward to talking to you all again soon. Michael Semblis, Eye on the Market, offers a unique perspective on the economy, current events, markets, and investment portfolios, and is a production of J.P. Morgan Asset and Wealth Management. 
Michael Semblist is the Chairman of Market and Investment Strategy for J.P. Morgan Asset Management and is one of our most renowned and provocative speakers. For more information, please subscribe to the Eye on the Market by contacting your J.P. Morgan representative. If you'd like to hear more, please explore episodes on iTunes or on our website. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is a communication on behalf of J.P. Morgan Institutional Investments Incorporated. Views may not be suitable for all investors and are not intended as personal investment advice or as solicitation or recommendation. Outlooks and past performance are never guarantees of future results. This is not investment research. Please read other important information which can be found at www.jpmorgan.com forward slash disclaimer dash EOTM.